Hello everyone. Welcome to the Wisecast by Sundaram Mutual. We have with us today Bharat S, Senior Fund Manager, Equity and Head of Research at Sundaram Mutual. Welcome to the Wisecast, Bharat. Hi. Good evening. So our topic of discussion today is Sundaram Rural and Consumption Fund. Are you ready to begin? Sure. We'll go ahead. All right. The first question to you, Bharat. What is the positioning of Sundaram Rural and Consumption Fund? So Sundaram Rural Consumption Fund has been among the earliest funds to be positioned in the India consumption thematic. So this fund invests across a broad range of uh, sub-segments of consumption ranging from FMCG, prom goods, white goods, retailing, apparels, building materials and a host of other sub-segments. So this fund also is unique in nature where we capture some of the other segments which are linked to the consumption thematic and has strong linkages over there. So this is predominantly the retail finance piece where a lot of this franchises with last mile connectivity to the consumer form an integral part of the India consumption story. And a uniqueness over here again is the flexibility to be positioned in segments which have a significant share of the rural consumer's wallet share. So agri-inputs and crop protections again form an integral part of the fund in terms of capturing the consumption growth over the segments in the rural markets. By its mandate, the fund is also disallowed from investing in specific segments and to name a few uh, industries like petroleum, industrials, engineering, capital goods, software, export companies. So these are certain segments where you know, we are restrained from investing. So what's the strategy we're pursuing in this fund? Yeah. So in terms of the fund, this is a portfolio where we have around 45 to 50 companies on a diversified basis. The portfolio's current positioning is around 67% in the consumer discretionary, around 20% in financials and around 6% each between building products as well as the uh, crop production products. In the medium term, the strategy is largely anchored towards uh, foods and consumer discretionary as a team. So this is something where we are probably a decade uh, behind Chinese markets, especially in case of discretionary as a segment. Uh, if one recalls, since 2001, when the per capita income levels moved up in the China the Chinese economy, we saw a double-digit growth in the durable space consecutively for the next 11 years. The Indian economy is probably somewhere around the corner in terms of the inflection point, and um, this could be a catalyst for some of these sub-segments, uh, such as white goods, brown goods, or uh, appliances and electronics to grow sustainably in the medium term. Uh, similarly, foods as a segment is an area where uh, the adoption or shift towards packaged foods is very palpable when one looks at the consumer behavior and uh, some of these companies which have uh, reflected in the portfolio have been experiencing it in terms of growth rates uh, for almost more than the last 6-7 uh, years in a very sustained fashion. And these are undercurrents which play out for a much longer time in terms of uh, growth story. And lastly, within the retail space, again, the anchoring is towards uh, the retail financial franchises, which are uh, taking themselves beyond the Tier 1 markets into the Tier 2 to Tier 4 markets, and the financial services providers, such as insurance, where a deeper penetration of products would provide a medium-term growth perspective and fair amount of visibility. So from a, a strategy perspective, this is where the large part of the anchoring is towards, and uh, uh, from a stock selection perspective within these um, uh, categories, again, this follows the 5S philosophy that we have at Sundaram. Look at businesses um, where the opportunity landscape is uh, fairly exciting and where the scalability is there. 
the preferences towards companies which have uh, sustainable competitive advantages, strong cash flows, simplicity of business model to understand as well as a sound promoter pedigree uh, in place. And uh, if one looks at the current portfolio today, uh, a large part of the portfolio within the sub-segments of foods or discretionary or the other segments is towards companies which are market leaders with uh, established credentials in their uh, respective segments. So uh, that broadly would continue from a, a stock selection perspective and we believe foods and discretionary would form a large part of the core portfolio in the medium term. That's interesting. Uh, so what is the outlook for consumption and what are the structural drivers? So from a consumption theme perspective, there are uh, you know multiple drivers underpinning it. The first broad takeaway is you know, if you just want looks around the Indian context, you know, the Indian middle class uh, is much bigger in terms of pure numbers compared to the entire North American uh, uh, subcontinent. So uh, that's the landscape that we're talking about when it comes to consumption. And this is a phase where the Indian demographics is clearly having tailwinds in, some, in terms of the uh, working age population and uh, the increasing disposable income. Apart from that, uh, you know, at a micro level, there have been three or four factors which have been strong drivers of consumption growth across categories. And to name a few, uh, the rising mix of the affluent population, uh, clearly, if you look at the uh, households with income levels, say more than $7,500 per annum, the mix of the households has already moved up in the last five years from 23% to 30% and it's expected to move another 5 percentage points in the next five years. Each of the additional uh, uh, spend uh, by these households go largely towards discretionary as a category and which funnels uh, a non-linear growth for uh, the segments associated with it. Likewise, uh, uh, if we were to look at uh, the emergence of uh, financial penetration today, uh, there's been a much higher, deeper financial penetration across markets and across various uh, products within the financial system. This has been an instrumental driver for certain categories uh, such as durables, mortgages and have been uh, clearly supporting the growth of these segments uh, uh, in a much influencing fashion over the recent years. And again, to draw data parallels here, the personal loan to GDP of uh, you know India has moved up from 9% in 2015 to as high as 13%, uh, uh, the latest available financials of 2020. So that reflects the household uh, leverage movement uh, through a deeper penetration of financial products. The other last driver is the uh, emergence of tier 2 to tier 4 cities as consumption hubs. Today, consumption is not about the large metros and tier 1. Uh, if one looks at the commentary of the listed retail universe that we have, there's been a 10% CAGR in the distribution expansion of these companies in the last three years. And a large part of it is towards the tier 2 to tier 4 markets. The reason why I'm stressing here is that these are getting identified as consumption hubs already. And uh, uh, as the consumer uh, starts uh, explicitly reflecting his preferences in terms of uh, aspirational demands and lifestyle changes, um, these could be again uh, a clear factor for uh, uh, some of the discretionary segments to keep uh, sustaining their growth in the medium term perspective. Uh, added to that, added to that uh, from a rural perspective, we've seen certain structural reforms play out in the last quarter. Uh, there have been a host of measures of which three stand out. The uh, first one is the dismantling of the APMC regime, uh, which clearly allows the farmer to have his produce marketed across states, uh, across third parties without barriers. 
second is again doing away with essential commodities act and uh, certain um, uh, food grains which were an impediment in terms of uh, uh, price discovery it allows the storage system uh, to be accessed by private parties and so forth so this in effect makes a case for the farm farm community to have smooth and cash flows through the year uh, and uh, avoid cyclicalities the last one is the loosening up of regulations to allow contract farming uh, which again is a milestone uh, reform in terms of uh, removing certain inefficiencies associated with the uh, farming uh, system where india as a country is a country with more fragmented holdings and the benefits of having consolidated holdings in terms of farm practices has not been experienced hitherto so net net uh, what we are going to see is a scenario where farm cash flows could be far more stable and less volatile thanks to these reforms and there could be a a scenario where the cash flow starts improving as better price discovery sets in thanks to these reforms so these are large drivers which play out for a longer term and which is why uh, from a medium term perspective uh, on the outlook can't get better than where we are today in the near term clearly you know we will have to go through some of the challenges especially with respect to uh, urban consumption but like we've seen in the past uh, the uh, longer term picture always has to be kept in mind uh, when it comes to thematics where Uh, these drivers tend to play out for uh, a much uh, longer period in terms of catalyst for these segments and uh, some of these companies tend to capture uh, the growth drivers uh, using these conditions as a opportunity to strengthen their business models all right thanks bharat uh, the next question for you is what is the outlook for rural income and how are we playing this yeah so in terms of the uh, rural consumption uh, this is a much debated topic today and uh, there are reasons behind it of course so uh, we are probably in a year where uh, there, are, there is a confluence of factors playing positively for the rural economy uh, the improved monsoons and uh, better farm acreages uh, which is increased by almost a double digit pace compared to last year is definitely going to have a positive impact uh, to the farm cash flows added to it the prices have been stable Uh, the government has been very supportive in terms of uh, the procurement practices we've seen a double digit increase in the procurement of key food grains which in effect stabilizes the prices of the key food crops uh, uh, during the season and uh, third more important one is the governmental government allocations towards the farm or the rural schemes uh, since 2017 has been 11% cagr in the budgetary allocations towards rural schemes uh, we are at uh, close to Four lakh crores of budgetary allocation in the current year, and this includes all the PM Kisan uh, scheme and uh, uh, some of the other direct cash transfers that have been initiated. And this also excludes the state-level transfers which states like Telangana, Karnataka, Odisha have been embarking on in the recent past. So uh, this is going to be a year in the near term where uh, the farm cash flows improve uh, uh, meaningfully compared to the last year levels and. Uh, some of the reforms that we discussed in the uh, uh, previous question underpins a case for having a sustainability of these cash flows in the medium term and let's also understand that uh, the agri component in terms of uh, the uh, rural economy uh, is probably limited to 50 to 60% so the agricultural workforce in the rural markets are close to 58% of the overall workforce of the rural uh, segment uh, the rest of the other 40-42% comes from um, the manufacturing and services uh, uh, segments, and over there again, uh, uh, some of the initiatives that we are seeing in terms of uh, kicking off, uh, uh, you know, investment cycles by having the Make in India program, 
this would again uh, kickstart uh, the uh, job opportunities uh, in these uh, uh, areas when the investment cycle picks up and uh, uh, it should have a you know, trickle down effect in terms of the uh, spending pattern of the rural consumer. So net net we are constructive on the rural consumption on a near term and medium term basis and uh, uh, this is an interesting area for the foods as a segment to uh, look out for. Uh, which is one reason why you know, we have uh, foods close to around 35% of the portfolio. The rural consumer tends to have close to 50% of his income pooled towards foods as a segment compared to a 35 to 38% allocation which a urban consumer tends to do. And uh, uh, that's something which would be interesting from a trend perspective to see so see how some of these companies uh, uh, experience it in terms of growth rates in the coming years. That's very hopeful. What are your thoughts on urban consumer discretionary revival? Yeah. So from an urban discretionary uh, perspective, we think this year could be a year of two halves uh, where the initial quarters is all about normalizing to the pre-COVID levels uh, in terms of operational um, uh, metrics. And uh, companies have adopted the strategy of um, uh, really playing it with a cautiously optimistic tone in terms of uh, their expansion plans and conservation of capital. Uh, we are still experiencing localized lockdown, lockdowns in the, in the short term across various pockets of the country. So these are some things which we need to deal with in terms of growth challenges in the short term. But not everything is down and out. We are seeing uh, some positive takeaways in this phase as well. There are certain sub-segments within discretionary which are in fact, seeing a positive rub off uh, uh, post the pandemic, electronics is one which is clearly stood out. Uh, this is something which everybody would experience clearly from you know, resonating with the trends around them. Uh, work from home has become an embraced phenomenon across many a segment uh, uh, in the markets, and this has given rise to uh, certain demand trends in categories like uh, uh, electronics, small appliances, to name a few. And likewise, uh, you know, we are seeing. Uh, so the other trends getting strengthened, we are seeing shorter replacement cycles uh, uh, across certain categories like again uh, durables being one, the other one being for example paints as a category. Even in the past, we've seen the uh, you know, observation that painting recycle, uh, replacement cycles have moved from five, five and a half years to three and a half to four years and these trends could probably get strengthened uh, post the pandemic. Uh, shift to branded uh, you know, uh, consumer items as well as packaged foods is another area where um, we've seen the element of trust rather move up uh, you know, post this event. So these are probably trends which we can see it uh, get impacted in a positive way post this event. And likewise, um, the policy to localize a lot of uh, you know uh, consumer items which were hitherto dependent on imports. This again could provide a lever for some of the companies which have been well established in these categories. Uh, the Categories like footwear, luggages, electronics, again, these are categories where probably companies with certain um, uh, you know, capabilities in place or you know investments ahead of the rest of the competition could see it as a opportunity to uh, you know, take the growth momentum up once we come back to uh, the normal levels of economic uh, activities. And uh, just to add a point here, again, uh, uh, the most important takeaway in the urban markets has again been the emergence of uh, the digital economy. Uh, while the trends were already in place, uh, uh, this is something where the momentum has picked up very sharply and companies 
uh, who've been well ahead in terms of creating the systems, they are able to see this emerge as a, a new channel of reaching out to the consumer. Uh, this has been a defining moment, I would say, in terms of uh, the uh, digital channel, uh, uh, in terms of uh, its significance in India. Even in a category like foods, for example, globally, uh, this has been the last category to uh, embrace the digital channels. And in India, we're already seeing companies report a mid to high single digit contribution from uh, the digital channel to the, to the overall revenue. So, interesting times, I would say, where uh, newer trends are evolving and um, we believe uh, uh, in the medium term, uh, you know, one should see this translate into additional growth levers for the companies uh, well entrenched into the space. So, from an urban consumption perspective, uh, I think the growth challenges in the short term, uh, while it appears a, a little away before we really come back to uh, the pre-COVID levels, I think starting second half of the current year and into FY22, we should see the growth momentum come back. Uh, let's not forget that this financing environment has turned far more benign and um, this has been one catalyst uh, uh, for the discretionary consumption growth uh, takeoff, uh, in, especially in the urban markets. And we believe that uh, F20, F22 could be, a, uh, again, a case of a strong rebound where one has the normal demand along with the pent-up demand taken uh, in a bunched-up fashion. So, within consumption, what would you say are the big bets in the portfolio for the medium term? Yeah. So, on the top bets in the portfolio, we've been fairly bullish on foods and beverages as a category along with uh, consumer durables. Uh, if you were to look at the top uh, holdings, clearly Tata Consumer, Hindustan Unilever, uh, Varun Beverages. So all these reflect uh, the fair amount of conviction that we have on food as a category. Uh, and this is something where, uh, you know, in fact, the exposures got sized up in the past year, uh, especially with names like Tata Consumer. And uh, similarly, on consumer durables, we have uh, a fair amount of exposure, albeit in a uh, spread out manner across uh, companies in air conditioners, washing machines, kitchen appliances, light electricals. So this again is a, a very intended strategy of uh, spreading our bets within discretionary with uh, companies which are uh, market leaders with uh, proven capabilities in space and uh, not really concentrating it uh, towards uh, a few exposures. Uh, we believe that um, it's a it's a vast category with uh, numerous sub-segments and each having their own differential uh, uh, growth rates and drivers. So from that perspective, uh, durables again is a top weight into the portfolio spread across uh, various companies, across various segments. And uh, again, just to draw comparison on uh, what is the medium term uh, opportunity that we're looking at here. You know, we think uh, this entire category of durables, including electronics is less than $25 billion in India today. And uh, it's been growing at uh, between uh, 30 to 15 percent uh, in the last five to six years and um, you know looking at uh, some of the drivers that we discussed uh, you know, there's no reason why it can't become a hundred billion dollar category a couple of decades from now so a double digit growth uh, uh, is something that we are fairly bullish on given that categories like air conditioners uh, washing machines these are still penetrated at less than 20 percent uh, in the indian market and uh, if you look at a fundamental simple reason you know, power in terms of availability is becoming more uh, prominent and common in the rural markets, type 2, type 3 markets, and availability factor itself drives some of this latent demand to turn into a real demand. So that's, 
I think uh, a category which, uh, in our view, has the potential in terms of uh, double-digit growth in the medium term. All right. What is the USP of this fund and why should one invest? So this is a very important question. If you were to look at consumption as a thematic, it's an evergreen theme which plays across markets, across geographies and various points of time. There are always new trends of consumer behavior which emerge and which creates categories uh, from scratch. For example, e-commerce in India is still a small uh, uh, market size and probably it could balloon to a much larger category as we see uh, you know, in some of the uh, behavior patterns that we see around us and in the years to come you know, we could see opportunities over there as well. So from that perspective, clearly uh, within a thematic allocation, the consumer theme would probably rank among the top of the charts for an investor to have a reasonable allocation earmark. On Sundaram Rural and Consumption Fund, ever since its launch in 2006, there have been a few key attributes which stand out uh, in terms of uh, being instrumented to the fund's alpha generation over broader benchmarks on a 5-year, 10-year or a since inception period. So we are among the unique funds which have uh, a specific focus on uh, segments which are linked to the rural landscape uh, and which gives us the flexibility to tap opportunities when um, those uh, undercurrents linked to the uh, rural economy play out. Uh, the other main attribute would be the ability to identify opportunities early in the curve and stay invested with them for a reasonable period of time. So if you like to look at some of the top holdings uh, that we have in the fund, they started their journey as a small investment and have been in the portfolio for more than 6 to 8 years now as a core holding uh, as the investment thesis played out. And over here, the in-house research of having 9 investment analysts who are sector specialists in their own domain does really help in terms of the ideation process and checking the conviction levels in terms of questioning the investment thesis time and again and building confidence. So I think this is one of the main attributes which you know is important especially when one identifies new categories and you know builds a position onto them. Let's not forget most of the consumer discretionary categories in India are either mid cap or small cap in nature and it is imperative for one to not just identify such opportunities but stay invested with them as the underlying investment thesis unfolds. The other important attribute again of this fund would be the ability to diversify the risk. Consumption is a very vast area where we have numerous sub-segments involved and uh, uh, from that perspective, the uh, necessity to concentrate in a few bets at the top of the fund is done away with and we as a fund have approached it uh, in a slightly different manner where we have a diverse portfolio which spans across various sub-segments within consumption. So what the investor essentially buys is a basket of stocks which have probably demonstrated uh, uh, capabilities in each of the segments where they are entrenched into and um, uh, in that process one clearly diversifies the risk involved which is typically questioned in a, a thematic or a sector fund. So I think uh, it's a broad based uh, uh, investment portfolio that we try to create within the basket of uh, opportunities in the consumption thematic and uh, when an investor invests in this product uh, clearly, the uh, key attributes which he is uh, you know, subscribing for is the uh, ability to identify opportunities early in the curve, remain invested with them through the period and at the same time mitigate risk through a fairly uh, diversified uh, portfolio approach that we take. So that I think probably uh, clearly stands out uh, in terms of the funds approach to investing and why one should look at uh, uh, Sundaram Rural and Consumption Fund uh, within the thematic basket. Thank you for taking the time out to join us on the Wisecast. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, thank you. 
The Wise Cast is a podcast initiative by Sundaram Mutual. We hope you like listening to us as much as we love presenting it to you. Stay tuned to the Wise Cast to learn more about the world of mutual funds and investing. Mutual fund investments are subject to market risks. Read all scheme related documents carefully.